Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to speak with the Prince of Promotion, the King of Commotion, our BFF best Frank forever, Mr. Frank Powers. He'll be joining us to catch up on the progress of the comic bookmobile, and he's going to tell us about what he describes as his best work ever for a 100-year-old icon here in Tucson. Today is January 9th. My name is Tom Heath, and you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A-Mountain to U-Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android. If you head over to your app store, get the Downtown Radio Tucson app on your phone. And then if you want to get us here on the show, our email address is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. You can hear our podcast anywhere you find podcasts. You can even find shows on lifealongthestreetcar.org or by asking your smart speaker to play our podcast. Well, as we roll into the new year, we've got lots of events happening in the downtown area, and the Downtown Tucson Partnership is looking to expand those opportunities to audiences that might not normally come downtown. The uh, Downtown Tucson Partnership, through their Social Justice Committee, has made available funds uh, in a very new grant program. It's called Building a Downtown Tucson for Everyone. And uh, the goal here is uh, to provide opportunities for the community to bring in lectures, programs, and events that can be presented in downtown Tucson, and that uh, programs that will demonstrate a commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion, and reach communities traditionally not served in the downtown area. The uh, partnership's motto is that it's a downtown for all, and this is their effort to put some funding behind opportunities to bring organizations into the area. If you'd like to learn more, you can head over to the website, Downtown Tucson Partnerships uh, website. It's downtowntucson.org. And uh, there'll be some links on there for getting more information on applying for these grant funds. I believe they have about $10,000 for the year. So it gives you an opportunity to uh, bring a, a special program into the downtown area. And speaking of special programs, we've got uh, one today because our guest is Frank Powers. She's been on the show a couple of times, ton of energy. You've heard him on the radio. He's, uh, he's got a show on Friday nights. He's also out and about. He's hosting events all over Tucson. And if you've met Frank or if you've seen Frank, you know what I'm talking about. His energy is through the roof. And we had a chance to sit down with him in his own house, surrounded by all of his collectibles and find out what was been going on with the comic bookmobile and some new work that uh, he had done recently for uh, the El Charo Cafe, which he is very proud of. This is Frank Powers. So do you consider yourself a cartoon historian? Is that is that your self-created title? I don't know if it's that. I've definitely been going after like a lot of things when it comes to like cartoons, comics, things of that nature, you know, because you're just trying to be, you know, I mean, I don't know what you're trying to be, but like I'm trying to have fun and like obsess over things I'm trying to obsess over. So it's kind of fun to, to, to chase the thing that you love 
as your career, which was what comics is. Well, you're everyone's BFF, your best Frank forever, with Frank Powers. He's the creator of many things. We've talked to you on the show about Pissed Off Pando, and yes. uh, but let's catch up a little bit on your comic bookmobile. That that was a huge endeavor, getting a lot of momentum, and then COVID hit, and and apparently. Uh, they didn't want your bus to show up at people's houses, so right. they they, uh, they curtailed that a little bit. But I understand it's starting to come back. Starting to come back, and that's what's good. Even schools, though, schools will still be last. The thing about the whole uh, pandemic was the first things canceled before it was like everything's going to get canceled is was kids' events or the addition of like kids' activities at public events. So I had a bunch of gigs get canceled, and then within a couple weeks, everybody lost their jobs. You know, so now it's going to be the same thing in reverse. As we start to get integrated back, I'm still going to be one of the last things reintroduced to certain things because it's a lot of let's share crayons and, you know, you got to do all that stuff. Luckily, crayons are cheap, so I've bought enough crayons for everyone. So that's how I'm getting back in business. But crayons cost money, so I need to get back out there in the world. And luckily, you can do this stuff, and I'm a mostly outside-based business so it's fun because the comic bookmobile, I bought a 1969 VW bus and painted the lid of it orange and drive around to schools and public events and, and make up like kind of a drawing area. I put on shows, teach kids how to draw, teach kids how to believe in themselves and use creativity to uh, kind of find their identity and work on that as a skill because it's fun to get skills, whether you're, you know, drawing all day, making music, uh, making art is the way to go. And I don't want to say that we found you. Uh, however, after we did our initial interview with you, you ended up on like the news, you were in the newspaper. So it, I don't say, you know, again, I'm not saying we found you, but you were found a lot after Tom uh, Heath, we listen, were uh, on the show. Listen. But no, you got, you got a lot of notoriety. People were, were getting this idea that they were understanding that you can have this impact on kids through art. Well, that also, Prince of Promotion, King of Commotion, your master of ceremonies, and the ambassador of entertainment for all things that are fun in Tucson. From the school of hard knock-knocks, Tom, knock-knock. Who's there? Woo. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo, I'm excited to be here too, Tom. That's why everyone notices, because I'm out there doing my best and being loud about it, and I'm pretty easy to spot. You see, I usually wear a cape, but, um, like that is the thing. No, I was getting a lot of attention. I do appreciate because we definitely interacted back then very early on and became friends pretty, pretty quick um, and did stuff after that because you're all about the local community and you love Tucson the same way I love Tucson. Like Tutu Tucson is like this whole thing where I really do care about this place and getting the business going to help kids is a lot of it's because you see the psychological effect that modern technology and what's going on. Uh, the effects have it on kids. Kids are more zombie-like. That's me even quoting like the superintendent of schools here in Tucson, who I met with. I've done a lot of psychology research into this. Not that I'm some you know smarty pants, but like I just want to back all of this stuff up with some facts that that things have been harder for kids to connect, and kids' eyes are down the same way their parents' eyes are down. We're all staring at those tablets and screens, and that is a lot of why they have t a tough time interacting with other people's faces. Yeah, we, we did an interview with the uh, head of school for Imago Day, and he was talking specifically about that age group. And I know that's a lot of the sort of that target area for you as well. That age group went through um, you know, a, a very challenging time above and beyond what we went through because they're, they're in an emotional development stage at that point, and they didn't have the opportunity to interact. Yeah, hugely. And now more than ever, right? So now everyone has this weird uh, big you know, gap from the homeschool problem, you know, the, the thing that's going on, even now you're still gonna have people that are absent and things because kids get sick and it's hard. So giving them a little uh, extra dose of creativity 
uh, was always the goal. That's the bookmobile. That's what I like to do. I like to instill that in kids, helping them believe in themselves, believe in who they are. I do, you know, and that's all, and that's the thing. That's all very high end. We all like to talk about that, right? It's, I really care about kids' emotional states, uh, how they're growing up, anti-bullying, all that. You can look that up. I was on the news like you were talking about on KLD. Just look up the bookmobile, anti-bullying, and you'll find me talking about all that stuff. But uh, also, I just am really fun and do birthday parties. Like, let's not forget that that's a part of it. I wear a funny outfit, teach your kids how to draw. We all play dress up. It's like a Comic-Con at your house. I treat a kid like a star and do birthday parties, show up in my 69 VW bus. We take photos like a big photo. It's fun. That's some of it. Invite me to schools and public events because we talk about all of that high-end, high-thinking, highfalutin stuff I like to talk about, but I will never be able to publish any of that or follow through with any of those things without just backing up the business by making real uh, personal appearances because then you really get to actually connect with kids and see them eye to eye. And when you tell them that they're good at something, right? And then I go, has anyone ever told you that? And they look down at their shoes and I go, no, no, look at me, look up, look up, look up, right? You're trying to be a flash bulb memory. You're trying to be that difference, that person they met, that wacky guy, that one day, where were we when I met that guy and he told me that I should always believe in myself and gave me that poster for free that says that, that I'm one of one, that I'm unique? Where were we? Where was that? I remember it because I'll remember it forever because we all have a story like that and it's often when a stranger showed up at our school or visited like in that, you know, in that vein. And, and, and it was a break in the day, a break in the routine. Mm. That's some of the psychology I like found when I was talking to, talking to people about it. Well, you remember that you remember the disruption. Yes, and, and that's what I'm trying to be. And again, it creates what is a flashbulb memory, a day that you remember forever. We all took the school bus. How many school bus trips do you remember? You remember the day you got a flat tire on that school bus. You remember the day there was a fight on the school bus. Remember that day of disruption, and that's what I'm trying to be. I'm very disruptive. I was the class clown. It's true. Very later on in life, but first, very shy. So that's why I try to use this ability to to, to help kids not be shy, because even a bunch of adults need, need that lesson as well. well. And you're also, you know, you, you practice what you preach. You, you're out. You've got your own comic strip with, you know, the pissed off panda. And then just uh, I saw, you know, with all the work that you've done, I was very surprised when I saw on social media you posted something and said, this is my best work ever. And it, 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 was, it was a menu. It's a menu. It's a children's menu, yes. Because uh, the thing I often forget, and I'm out there doing these things dressed like a maniac, telling you, invite me over, I'd birthday party. And then sometimes adults go, um, excuse me, why do you do this? And then I go, oh, right, this might look psychotic. No, I drew all of this. Because everything that is there, all the children's books and the posters and the inspirational metal, all of it is stuff that I drew because I am a cartoonist and I love comics, sequential art, pinkies out, right? So I love comics and comic books. So again, as you see the, the way the world's going, like everybody loves comics more and more. Uh, and comics doesn't just mean superheroes. Comics means comics, you know, sequential art, comics, comic strips, art in a story with words and balloons, things like that. So I got the opportunity to make a children's menu that tells the history, the story of the origin of the chimichanga. El Charo's famous origin story, they wanted it in comic form. And what started as a simple idea, right? Simple idea. Well, if I'm putting it on one, one sheet of paper, that's like four pages. So it's a four page comic 
Uh, it's a good story that I wrote as well based on all the research that I did. I did a ton of research. I interviewed family members. I did a bunch of research from other interviews in various magazines. This is not the first time this story has been published. It has been going on for years and years, obviously, since the chimichanga was invented back in what, the 40s, right? Fantastic. So I'm really proud of it because adapted for comics means also like I wrote it, I drew it, and you forget how much you love the thing you love. And I haven't drawn like a full comic, like four pages in a row and all this stuff in a long time. And some of the goal was like, when you say like how I said, it's the best thing I've ever drawn, right? Because I really pushed my limits and my ability. And I was just trying my hardest to like get that, all right, let's get this perspective as perfect. Let's get, I wanted the food to look like anime food. Anybody who watches anime knows what I mean. And if you don't, watch Spirited Away, it's fantastic. But food in anime, it looks exquisite. It's always just so gorgeous looking and like really photo, photogenic, like, photo, like perfect, right? So I was going for that. I'm really proud of the food that I drew because I'm a cartoonist. I draw really fun cartoony, Looney Tunes style cartoons, right? But I can also really draw real life. So drawing the food really realistically and the backgrounds really realistically, but the characters are nice and fun cartoons that, you know, it's nice. They definitely have a world they live in. And I definitely crafted like a three-dimensional world that I'm proud of using the, like the, the actual photos of their restaurant and their old home and all that sort of stuff. A lot of research went into it and a lot of time. So, cause I really cared about it. We are in the middle of our interview with Frank Powers and we're gonna get back to the second half of that in just a moment. But first I do want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Townradio.org. All right, we are back, and we're going to finish up with Mr. Frank Powers. Just before the break, he was talking about his involvement with uh, the El Charo Cafe and creating uh, a menu for um, that depicted the history of the chimichanga. And it is surprising to me. He said it was some of his best work. He did show it to me, and I was actually blown away with how in-depth uh, he went on this. So we're going to pick up the second half of the interview where he's telling us more about why this was so important to him and, and uh, why it turned out so, so great. It's the last thing that I drew traditionally where I drew it with a pencil and I ink it with a brush because I just got like a new iPad. Like now everything is, I'm just going digital. It's just faster. It's just faster. I finally just am diving into just drawing digitally because it's, it's, it feels the same. And I want to do that because this is the origin of the chimichanga. I wanted there to be a physical representation of it that I can frame and, and perhaps it's hanging in El Charo at some point because they have a pretty good pretty good museum of their history, like hanging up all around. Yeah, and, I, and I, I don't want to, if you're not familiar with the story of the chimichanga or of Monica Flynn and the, the history of the El Charo restaurant, we don't have the time to get into it today. We did a story on it a few weeks ago, but, but that woman's courage in 1922 to start El Charo, the story of the chimichanga, how it came to be, and, and, you know, and now with the current, um, you know, with Carlota Flores and that family now where they've taken it, it's really a, um, 
a more complex story and, and your your sequential art uh, captures that you know it tells it tells a story besides just you know what I think most people would just slough off as as um, you know picture of a chimichanga and a deep fryer there you go so and, and that's kind of that's kind of the idea too so I really ga- I really cared about it you know I really cared about their story their family heritage uh, the all-female ownership throughout the decades uh, some of the trials and tribulations that uh, Monica did go through we wound up editing that out because it's a kids menu you know <laughs> so because some of that was in there there was some heavy stuff but uh, again it's really it's fun and lighthearted it's a good time and I really just I love the characters that I really created for it you know I mean you never know with this family again they're very successful they've got a restaurant on a submarine this might wind up on Netflix within a couple of months so we'll see what happens all right. We'll see. We'll get on the Roku channel. There's channels everywhere. Well, the the the, uh, the characters are there. The stories are there. But you've been out and about a, a lot. You're talking about the uh, the what is it? Prince of Promotion. The King of Commotion. That's right. King of Commotion. So you, I, there's been events happening. Things are are popping. We're yep. we're seeing you. You're out on Halloween. You're out on New Year's. I understand. You're the person that dropped the taco, but no one really got mad at you. Huh? That's right. Five second rule. So don't worry. I called it. All right. Everyone's fine. <laughs> But yeah, I got to do that. So again, I have, I believe I've hosted my ninth year, or it could be my eighth year going into my ninth year of Hotel Congress's Halloween. So that's fantastic. Uh, that, one of the best things I've ever done. All right. And then I got to do uh, New Year's again. So I think I've got to do that at least five times, maybe six. This might be my sixth time in Tucson's Times Square, counting down. I love it at Hotel Congress. Like again, I get to be the guy that counts down for New Year's. How did that happen? Two, two, Tucson. I love you the most. Right. <laughs> Well, because you're the uh, prince of promotion and the king of commotion, you put it out there. And, uh, PMA, positive mental attitude. People, Again, I, I'm a ray of sunshine. That's what I try to do. And on a rainy night, it just makes a rainbow appear. That's what we like to have happen. That's what we do. Well, uh, somewhat of a self-serving reason I wanted to ask you about some of your events, because you're hosting one on the 16th. We're airing this on the 9th. So on the 16th is a Sunday at Hotel Congress, and they've got a an event going on. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, it's John Dillon, you see. Well, I believe that his gang was famously captured here back in the day after setting the roof ablaze. So that happened, and uh, quite a bit of history here at Hotel Congress, and I have now kind of inherited that event. So this will be my second time hosting that, like, officially, and, like, fourth time being involved. But, yeah, I got to take over, like, all the MC stuff and a lot of the hosting duties. I'm not going to write a lot of jokes for it, but I'm going to work on a few gangster jokes because it's fun to have some old-timey jokes. Because Dillinger Days is really fun. Old-time cars are there, right? We celebrate the capture of John Dillinger and everything that happened at Hotel Congress like hundred-something years ago, something like that. I was around then. I forget. But it's a really fun event. It's a good, fun family event. It's a good outdoor event. Weather's usually always with us because it's just nice in January in Arizona. You know, <laughs> and I, I don't I, I don't know if you're aware of this. So I might be breaking news to you at this point, because there are uh, places where they allow vendors to set up and, and exhibitors and such. And for the first time in our history, oh. uh, life along the streetcar is going live. Like oh, we're, we're, we're going to be at Dillinger Days with a table talking about the show or podcast and some upcoming projects we're working on. So. That's what. That's the entire reason I wanted you on the show was to talk about Dillinger Day. So I, self-serving, Tom. So I could talk about my booth. I don't hate it because, damn it, I respect it. That's how you got to do it. That's how you got to hustle around this town. 
That's how I do it every time. Yes. Friday. Oh, that's a real quick because Fridays from seven to nine. Don't forget, it's laughter hours. Italian powers here on this very radio. You were just taking me to the next spot, which is you know you are also a DJ on the station, so. One more time. Say that again. One more time. Friday nights from seven to nine now. So get a little bit of that drive as you go on out for a Friday night. There you go. So TGIF, you'll thank God it's Frank taking you out, right? And it's laughter hours with Talia and Powers because my good friend, I'm your best Frank forever. Well, my best fiend forever, Miss Natalia Lopez. She always uh, joins in and has a good time and and keeps me in line. You know, what, what what's, what's your genre? You play a little slow jazz? No, we play a lot of fun nonsense. And Sir Al Yankovic, I knighted him on the show. That's He's around every week. It's like Dr. Demento, but in Tucson. And I'll tell you, no show in this life or the afterlife plays more Ghostbusters remixes than we do. We've played one every week. Every week, Tom, for almost five years, there's a new Ghostbusters remix that we play. There are that many of them. Ray Parker Jr. loves me. All right. Well, I, I kind of feel like we, we're covering so much different territory here, but it all sort of centers around you and this artistic vision you've got you know the comic book mobile the actual work that you're doing the promotions the comedy the radio show i mean heck you're not only on a community station downtown radio you're you're mainstream right you're doing like tucson's rock station rock 102.1 kfma you're doing that uh, in the mornings that's a pretty powerful time slot there that's my my so that's my dream job happened and it's even dreamier than i thought because now i'm sidekicking it on there with beat vegan presents which is fun so every morning, if you're not listening to downtown radio or you drive a little far out and you don't have any sort of way to listen to it on the internet, because we've got an app for that sort of thing, you check it out. Uh, if you'd like, um, you can rock out on Tucson's rock station, Beef Vegan Presents, and I get to, you know, it's Beef Show, and I get to be the guy that plays a slide whistle every once in a while. He's the one with all the bells and whistles, the sliders, the buttons. He's got to do all the work, and I just show up, drink a cup of coffee, and laugh at jokes in the morning. So hang out every morning. It's really fun. It's my dream come true, morning radio, ridiculous. Well, I started this asking if you would consider yourself a, a cartoon historian. And the reason I asked that, we were a little off your conversation, but we're sitting in your, your studio at your home, and I am staring at a wall with a thousand plus um, what I would call uh, toys. Yeah, toys, pretty uh, much But toys. they're collectibles. And, yeah. And I have just learned recently that this wall has a, has its own Instagram account now. Basically, so again, you try to have some fun with your hobbies, right? And I got all this stuff. These kids today, they have it so lucky because you know what they can do? They go to the store every Wednesday and they buy comic books and they go home, they read their comic books and they go make a YouTube video about comic books and then that YouTube video gets a bunch of things and subscribers and stuff that then monetizes and then they fuel their comic book collection by reading comic books. What a brilliant system. Now, I have all this stuff and did all that, but we didn't have the internet back then, so I've got to play catch up. So now, I have all this stuff and I decided that a good way to enjoy it would be to take photos of it and put them on Instagram. I'm still a little hung up on the name. I've changed it once, I might change it again. So we'll see what happens. How do they find you right now? Right now it is at Know Thy Shelf, as like, you know how that sounds, like a toy shelf. Before, it was called Toy Shelf Life, but eh, that felt like it had an expiration date because of mm -hmm. shelf life, right? That doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I might just change it to Toot Toot Toys, right? Isn't that fun? Toot Toots me. And I might make an art one that's Toot Toot Doodles. Like, I think that's a fun one. Might just brand everything as like Toot Toot it up. Because you got to toot your own horn. That's what I like to do. I like to toot Tucson's horn all the time. Toot Toot, right? Our BFF, our best Frank forever, he is a cartoon historian. Uh, although he claims not to be, some say he is a smarty pants. 
uh, host of shows, host of events. Check out his Instagram page. Check him out, especially at Dillinger Days, as you swing by and say hello to uh, uh, to, to me at the Life Along the Streetcar booth. That's and, true. Uh, Frank, I, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. It's always fun hanging out with you, Tom Heath. That is Frank Powers. He is downtown radio. Uh, he's on downtown radio Friday nights with uh, Talia talking about all kinds of crazy things in our community and playing some wacky music. You can catch him on uh, mainstream radio Monday through Friday uh, at events, Fridays and Saturdays at the comic book mobile and Saturdays, Sundays and whatever. So he is uh, a man about our community. Busy, busy. So it's appreciative that he took some time and kind of cool to be inside of his house, the Powers house, to uh, get a look at his fantastic collection of collectibles. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This radio. podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Org. Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Get your swag on. I hope you enjoyed our episode number 185 with Mr. Uh, Frank Powers. Talking about all kinds of cool things in our community. Kind of um, challenging to stay on one topic because there's so many things that he is involved with. When I I look around, I think I'm a busy guy. And then I see what he's doing. Like, oh my gosh, I've got a pretty relaxed lifestyle compared to Mr. Frank Powers. Um, But that's uh, a good show. Next week, we've got another one. We're going to have Todd Hanley from Hotel Congress on. Not coincidentally that uh, Dillinger Days will be happening next Saturday, and uh, we will actually have a table over at Hotel Congress for the event, the um, uh, first ever, really, appearance of Life Along the Streetcar. I thought it, given our theme song is Dillinger Days from Ryan Hood, and uh, we're all about community. We thought we'd be out there and talking about the show, have a few giveaways, so stop by our booth and see us. But uh, Todd is on the show not to talk about Dillinger Days. But to talk about their new electrical vehicle program, EV program they've got worked out with the city and county for um, uh, charging stations that are going to be in that area. And this is part of their ongoing commitment to a sustainable type of environment for, uh, for their restaurant and their, uh, their hotel. That'll be Todd Hanley. He'll be on next Sunday at the same time, 11 a.m. And, of course, if you want us to chat about anything in particular, cover any topics, just reach out to us. We're at contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org and uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, which is usually the best way if you tag us on there. We really like that because it gives us a chance to connect with the people you want us to uh, explore. And uh, let's see here. What else? Oh, you know, it's Sunday, right? We don't talk about our lineup enough, but uh, I want to thank Mr. Nature in the Morning and then DJ Bank, the musical bum, for leading into the show. And then after us, we've got Ted Prozelski's Words and Work every Sunday. He brings in writers and individuals from the labor movement and talk about things that are happening. So stay tuned for more great stuff here on Downtown Radio. And we're going to leave with music today that I think Mr. Frank Powers would appreciate. This is a a remake from, this is a Spike Jones remastered theme song to the TV show Powers House. And uh, 
It's a little bit unique, and just like Mr. Frank Powers, uh, it's light and entertaining. My name is Tom Heath. Hope you have a great week, and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar.